we're starting a new service, um, uh, a new series, not another new service, a new series starting this week, and it's called uh, Merry Christmas. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited about it, and uh, I'll tell you more about it here as we go. I'm going to read you a cool verse uh, that's found in Matthew. It's also found in Isaiah uh, chapter 6, but, uh, or chapter 7, but uh, I'm going to read it out of Isaiah today. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, look. The virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Dear Jesus, you are good. Would you help? In Jesus' name, amen. Man, I am uh, I am hungry for God right now. I, I tell you, I don't I, I don't know if it's a season, if it's everything, but I feel like it's a catalyst for me. Um, I, I feel like I get picking up, and there's a lot of stuff that just starts moving, and I start realizing, God, I want you more and more in my life, more and more in my life, more and more in my life. And so, uh, this series, uh, I actually saw this um, design, this photo that someone took uh, about two years ago, and I said to myself, "That's it." I'm going to do a series on that. There's a sermon in there, and I found four sermons for you guys in this little guy. They're all completely different uh, elements, but I think that this photo is the reality of Christmas. I think there's a lot of photos that people are like, oh, no, no, the Christmas presents and all this stuff. No, that ain't right. Look, even all the Christmas photos that people do, family photos, they're all lies, man. You don't know what's going on behind those photos. A friend Thomas yesterday put a photo up of him and his kids. He had three kids, and all of them are screaming. They're crying. They're like their faces open, and they're screaming. And I just think that's a real photo. That is what's really going on in people's lives behind the perfect photo. And uh, and so, anyways, uh, this is real Christmas for me. This is real Christmas for a lot of us. What I do know is that. Uh, there are, the reality is, is that for some of us right now, you are living in the perfect season of your life. I mean, life couldn't get much better. Everything is, is just good. And you're excited about what God's going to do in your life this Christmas. I am super happy for you. I want you to know that uh, while you're shopping and you're doing all these great things uh, and everything's falling into the right place, praise the Lord. You got to know that's a moment. And not every season of your life will look like that. What I've also learned is that while though some of you are living in the perfect season of your life, there, are, there, is, there is a majority, actually, that the Christmas season can be very uncomfortable for. Some, uh, we're single. And uh, what is going on? Some of us uh, maybe out of a relationship for the first time. Some of us well, may have just lost our job or our finances aren't what they used to be. Some of us may have lost a loved one. Uh, and, and Christmas just isn't what it used to be or, or it's not what I dreamt it would be. And for a lot of people, this whole season can be kind of uh, a, a swirl. And what I'm realizing is that as I uh, wrap up a tree and all these other good things, is that uh, Christmas is crazy. It's crazy. And I think that uh, this season, you know, I, my favorite day of the year is Thanksgiving. Some of you that know me know love food. It's my love language. Like some of you talking like words of affirmation or hugs or something. I talk in food. And so <laughs> that, and turkey and ham and mashed potatoes, it's just wonderful. And I think craziness starts the second dinner is done. You know, it's like you got to clean up and then look to the parking lots. And if anyone left their house this week, 
Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, good luck. I went to the store to get eggs, and we almost got in three car accidents in one parking lot. I mean, it is like nuts. No one knows how to drive anymore. It's like Armageddon has taken place, and uh, it's just nuts out there. No one is kind anymore. Well, they'll cut your throat for some butter. You know, it's like, what is happening right now? Uh, and it's, tis the season, right? I don't know what happened. But all of this is supposed to be about Jesus. And uh, what I realize is that I can't see Christ in anything. It's like we're in the middle of a season that's all about Jesus, and I can't find Jesus anywhere. Maybe it's just me, but it's hard to encounter God in this season, I think, for a lot of people. Whether you're in the best season of your life or you're in your worst, I think that this is a hard season to find Christ, even though it's all about him. And it's because it's, it's about a lot of other stuff. I'm going to take you into the chaotic um, season of where it all started, uh, where this little guy came from, and uh, explain to you how there was chaos in the very beginning. And so some of you, your emotions are going to be high and low, high and low, and some of you, your, your, jo- your tasks are just going to be high and low. But I want to take you into a story here that uh, is, is about the birth of Jesus. Would you all join me? Wonderful. Here we go. We're going to jump in. It's in Luke chapter two. And, um, it says at this, at at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed a census should be taken throughout the entire Roman empire. This was the first census taken when Quinarus was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. It's kind of important. All returned to their uh, ancestral hometowns. And, uh, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go back to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiance, who was now obviously pregnant. I don't know if you get that word, but what they're implying here is She was really pregnant at this point in time. Um, uh, So it's like no mistake about it. Ma'am, can I hold the door for you? Yes, you can. Uh, Number six, while while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child. and She wrapped wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there were no lodging available for them. Uh, I know everyone's traveling, and this is the time of year where folks even be getting sick, and just craziness going on all over the place. I came up with three things that I found in this story that I felt like were crazy. Now, they may not be crazy to you, and on the surface, a lot of normal stuff going on in this passage. But as I kind of read between the lines, which is my job to think about what's happening, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm a father, I'm thankful, it's the one of the greatest things God's ever done in my life. I'm a husband, and I, I'm grateful for that. It was the scariest thing that God's ever done in my life. I, I never wanted to be a dad or a husband. It was always the biggest fear in my life. But um, I think about the experience of having a child, and I realize there's a lot of craziness in it, and it reminds me of some crazy moments that I've had in my life, and that's already happening in December. You need to know that December is not just crazy and busy and full, but it's also uh, the month of the year that they consider to be, the high, depression is at an all-time high, anxiety is at an all-time high, and, uh, and that's terrifying for a lot of people. I'm going to switch to the handheld. Is that okay? 
And so uh, I found three things in this story that uh, I wanted to pull out. One, Joseph, um, he's, he's from Nazareth. Uh, that's where his ancestors are from, and that's where his family's from. So he's got to go back there to register for Rome's sake. And so he does this. And so Mary is pregnant. And uh, what, ha- what happens in this story is there's a, a neat little thing that I, I, I find myself saying more and more on a daily basis. But now some, sometime after Thanksgiving, it's like it, I say it every day. In verse 4, it says it here. He says this. Um, he became, uh, Joseph was a descendant of King David, and he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. My first point today is that you have to. What do you have to do? What is it that we have to do? We don't have to do many things in this, in this world, but maybe breathe. Um, there are some things that we really want to do in our life, like be with our family. We want to just have moments together where we, we, we are with our friends or the people that we consider most valuable in our life, and we have moments where we just laugh or we celebrate. But things, this time of year, it seems like even the moments with friends or the moments with family, it just goes wrong right from the beginning. And everyone's arguing and everyone's fighting. Joseph looked over at Mary and he said, I have to go to Nazareth. And Mary looks at him and she, you weren't there, but I can tell you what didn't happen in this story. And she hated him in this moment. She thought, are you kidding me? Because the scripture says that she was obviously pregnant. Now, uh, I don't know if you know much about this, but uh, there was from, from Bethlehem to Nazareth was 97 miles, if you look on Google, 97 miles from Bethlehem to Nazareth. In modern days, that's not so bad. That's like, you know, a couple hour drive. Uh, a few years ago, me and uh, the wife, we actually traveled for Christmas. We had Christmas Eve service, uh, four years ago, in fact. Teresa was nine months pregnant with Maylie. We had Maylie in, in January um, something, and uh, doesn't matter, uh, details, you know. And uh, so we, we, we decided we were going to have Christmas Eve service. The van was already packed. We did everything we could to get everything loaded into the van, and we would put the two kids in the van and drive overnight right after service. We got in the van, and we drove up back up to Pennsylvania, and we got there in 18 hours. And my wife, she was a camper man. She did so good. It was, it was a smooth trip, right, babe? Uh, n- unlike what Mary would have experienced, not so smooth, right? They say that the average person can walk 15 to 20 miles a day. That average person is not nine months pregnant. Can I get an amen, ladies? All right. And so the comfort that she's got to go through is not easy. She ain't sleeping well. She ain't happy at this point. And she definitely don't want to get back on no stupid donkey again. I'll tell you that right now. Not fun. But Joseph said, we have to go. Now, I don't know what you have to do, but this time of year, we have to buy presents. And we have to get them right now. And we've got to think about what we need to get for Uncle Steve and Cousin Bob and the goldfish. And we've got to shop for everyone, for everything. on People you haven't talked to in months, you've got to get them something. I don't even know why I've got to get them it, but I've got to get them something. And so what that means is what it adds to the chaos is not just the spending, but the time that you have to put in to get the money that you don't have to spend. And it's like I have to work extra hours now at work. I've got to put more time in that I don't have 
so I can spend money on things that I don't you have tos. You have to have Thanksgiving dinner and we have to have this and we have to have that. And there are so many things right now that have to happen that you're, we just run crazy. Cards, presents, wrapping paper, putting up the Christmas tree, putting up, we have two Christmas trees that we, why do we have to have two Christmas trees? I don't know why. Somebody needs to tell my wife, I don't want two Christmas trees, you know, but some people have to have them and there's lights and everything that's got, there's so many details that's got to happen. It seems like we just keep running with the have tos and it gets us kind of overwhelmed. And I'm thinking about the trip that I had with Teresa when we went up to Pennsylvania and we had to get the car all loaded because the next thing that happens in this verse is they said that the time is now. Well, he took Mary to be his fiance who was obviously pregnant. And in verse six, it says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. I don't know. It seems like in my life, uh, the time that's now, I'm never quite ready for It's like we are planning on going on a trip and we're traveling and you just got to get everything right. But you know, it's like some of you trying to get your family into the car this morning. It's a task to get everyone into the car and everyone's got to be happy before you get to church. But it's like there's so much work that goes into going anywhere and doing anything that it's super overwhelming. And the time is now, but the time now, when now comes in any scenario, it seems like it's an inconvenience and you weren't ready for it yet. And the baby came, God is coming, and God is going to do something special in our life, and everyone's going to be happy about Jesus coming. And it's like, I've, I experienced this as a pastor, people walking through the doors, they're trying to smile, but they're, I'm, they're, I'm realizing that there, there's an argument that just happened like two minutes ago, and it's fresh. Uh, the time is now. I don't know when Joseph, when Mary looked over at Joseph and she said, the time is now. That wasn't a good time is now. He didn't, wasn't ready for what was about to happen to happen. In our life right now, there are things that are happening that we're just simply not ready for. We weren't ready to lose the job. We weren't ready for the relationship to end. We weren't ready for things. There was a lot of things going on in our lives that's real and it's really happening, and we really weren't ready for it yet. And it's unfortunate. Joseph was not ready. He was so not ready that when he had got to Bethlehem, he wasn't ready to have a baby. He didn't have a room, which was the next verse in verse 7. It says that there was uh, that she gave birth to the first child, a son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. What I think is significant about this not only was the time now such an interruption, but we, Joseph had family in Bethlehem. They were so not ready that they didn't have time to go find their family. And there's things that's happening in your life that's happening now that you don't want to deal with it yet. You're not ready for it, but it's, it's happening. And what I realize is that this is Christmas. It's the season that we're in, whether we're ready for it or not. It's here. The last thing is, my third point today is that there's no room. I think about this so much in our life. Man, we have no room for anything in our lives. We have stuff in our house that we don't have time to manage or clean or deal with, and yet we're buying more. Why are we buying more stuff if we don't have enough of what we already have? We don't like half the stuff that we have. I love, I love, love, love the Grinch. 
mostly because I'm Ailey. But I, I, the, the, the part with Grinch, we talks about all the neckties that he has that he finds in the dump. All of the stuff that we're buying today is tomorrow's trash. And we need so much more, but we don't have room for what we're buying. It's because we think that it's going to give us peace. And that's not it. If we can't look around and see who we're doing life with and be satisfied with that, the things that we're purchasing is really, you just worked, you just wasted a lot of your life working for something that you're never even going to enjoy. I said all that to say, this is Christmas. And many of us can't find Christ in it. The tree, the ornaments, the dinners, the cards, the family events, the, 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 the Christmas dinner celebrations that we have with our work and our coworkers and all the gatherings that we need to do with our friends, it's all because it's Christmas season. It's all for Jesus. Yet, I don't see God in any part of it. And I'm, I'm in a spot in my life right now where I'm hungry for God. Not church, not another service, but I, I, I want God to move in my life. And I think I have to get back to these simple tasks where I find Jesus in the things that I'm doing and the people that I'm doing it with. Amen. So if not, everything we're doing is in vain and it's for nothing. And we're running and doing a lot and we're purchasing stuff that we don't need and we're moving and doing a lot of things, but it's all for nothing if we don't experience Christ. I have a question. What, what is your goal this Christmas? I know what God's goal is. It's you. He came to earth, Emmanuel, to be God with us. God with us. He wants to do this life with you. There's a pretty cool verse. So when we read that verse at the top there from, from Matthew, it's also in Isaiah. Look, a virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Well, in Isaiah chapter six, uh, 9, they say this, for, for, for to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be laid on his shoulders and he will be called a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father and the prince of peace. And I know that I know that I know that many of us right now in this room need a wonderful counselor. We need a mighty God. We need an everlasting father. We could sure use the prince of peace. I know that all the things that we're doing that we're calling for Jesus, that he's the reason for this season, that all of this is for him, the wrapping presents, the, the food, the, the driving, the extra schedules, the craziness. It's all for nothing if we don't experience Jesus in it. This is a, 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 I don't know, something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I went to a store. I'm not going to say the name of the store, but I tried out one of those things where you put all of your um, shop, this new modern things, you know, all the new uh, millennials can do. They, where they, you put all your stuff in a cart and you say go and then you just go pick it up, right? 
I went out to the store and to pick it up, and it, it wasn't ready. And I, great. So I have to do it the old-fashioned way, where I actually have to go get it myself. Oh, life is hard, you know? So I, I was mad, and I had a whole lot of stuff to do. And I'm realizing that I heard a quote a couple weeks ago. It's really been sitting with me, and I'm trying to discover God in it, that you can't do anything meaningful in a hurry. And I want to do things meaningful every moment of every day. And there was a quote that I learned years ago by a man named Brother Lawrence. And he had said that in everything that he does, he wants to experience God in. Every second of the day, he doesn't want to pick a piece of paper up off the ground without being motivated first by the love of God. When I'm in a hurry, I get anxious and I get angry and I get upset. Maybe I'm the only person. But I, I get like, oh man, I got to do this quicker, 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 quicker. And when I have to slow down, I get frustrated and overwhelmed but I'm trying to do life with Jesus. And so I get to the counter and realize I got to go shopping for all these things. And I'm angry because I don't have time to go shopping. I pre-purchased it, pre-planned for it, but now I got to go get it. So I go and get all these things and I get in line to buy it. And uh, I'm standing in this line. It's a long line. It's like 20 minutes long. It's terrible. I have to wait 20 minutes to take these things that someone else got ready for me. And I put it in the... So anyways, I am um, standing in line. And when I get to the checkout, I'm not going to say where we, I was. But at this location, you had to have a card in order to check out. Turns out I forgot my card. And they told me that you have to go stand in that line over there if you want to buy these things. I was so angry, man. So I move over and they all will hold it all for you. Don't worry, sir. Great. I couldn't borrow anyone else's card. Nothing like that. It was, oh, I was so mad. I'm boiling. Standing over there in line to get a temporary card so I could check out. And I got the temporary card and I went back. And at this point, I realized that I'm angry and that I'm not executing anything meaningful in a hurry, right? So I, I, I was allowed to go to the front of the line, but I felt like I should, it'd be better for me to just go stand in line and wait and execute patience and realize that these things mean something. I'm going to do this right. So I go stand in line and I check out and I get to the front door and the lady asked me if I have my receipt. I couldn't find the receipt, but I did find the card that I didn't have before it all started. And I say that to say this. Many of us in this season right now, the one thing that you need, you can't find. And it's with you the whole time. And his name is Christ. Yes. And everything in this season is about him. And yet somehow, through the hustle of everything that you got going on, you can't find him. I almost feel like God set me up with that whole story so I can tell you it here today. But this season is supposed to be about Jesus. Here's what I know. I can have a really great, wonderful marriage. But if I don't ever spend time with my wife, how good is my marriage? If all of this is for Jesus but I don't have a moment with him. Was any of it really for Jesus? What is God's objective in your life this December? It's to meet with you. And I don't know if you know it yet, but Jesus isn't going to be born December 25th. He was born. He is with us. He died and rose again, and he lives forevermore, and he is God with us right now. But that's all for nothing. He could be in your pocket. He could be in your heart. But if you don't experience him, that's a, that's a cool little song you learned in Sunday school. 
But God wants to have moments with you where you remember that he is a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and the prince of peace, that he is God with us. Does that make sense? Rachel, would you come? I, um, I don't know what you want to see happen, but, you know, I, when I think about December, I, I want to get the people that I love the most and value most, and I want to have them in a room, and I want them to know that I'm grateful for them. I want to make real moments. Oftentimes, those moments don't happen the way I thought they were, but it's okay, because that's how life goes. But if I had to guess what God's plan was, is that I would have moments with him in everything that I'm doing that can seem trivial, seem meaningless. My heart re-engages with him, and I remember that he is with me, that he's faithful, and that he loves me. So everything that he did on the cross, God's journey to earth, was so that he would, we would do this life together. Would y'all bow your heads real quick? Close your eyes. I'm just going to have Rachel sing this song real quick over you. Some of you may know it. Some of you won't, but it's just a worship song. Lead me further into you. Jesus. Into the unknown. Far beyond what I now see. That's where I want to go. I abandon everything as deep calls out to deep. I want to be lost. I want to be lost in you. Overwhelm me. want to be lost. I want to be lost in Christmas, uh, a lot of you are going to have a lot of emotions up and down. Some that you feel like you're alone. Some that you have, there's things that you want that you just, he won't give you. And I want you to know that's okay. But God's desire is that you would find content with him. Think about it this way. The God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you. Let that fascinate your heart. Because if it doesn't, you don't have the right image of who God is. Many of us, this season, there's going to be too many things to do. Not enough time to do it. Too many things to buy and purchase. Not enough money to do it with. There's going to be a lot of emotions. I think the only one that Christ wants you to have is the ones that you do with him. 